throwback episode but I never released it so we recorded it a few months ago and then I went overseas a couple times Um, life just became a lot and I never got to it and then I had the little break for season one so this was recorded a while ago still very valid an amazing episode Um, we're chatting with Emma Lewis she's a planning strategist and founder of the female only planning focus membership it's in her planner Emma's approach to business and life is very unique where she challenges the idea of hustle culture by harnessing the power of planning. She focuses on the importance of taking care of your well-being before any to-do list, goal or career aspiration in order to show up every day as your best self. Um, This was an amazing conversation. Again, everything's still super valid. (laughs) I was listening back while I was editing. There's one thing I say that probably isn't still valid and I was like, I'm very content with business and life and what I'm making at the moment. Um, I'm very much back in my um, sky's the limit, let's fucking go spirit. Um, So that's probably the only thing that's changed other than like generally my positive attitude. I'm much more like upbeat right now, but you can probably tell that anyway. Um, I'm losing my breath. So hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please go give Emma a follow at It's In Her Planner. And yeah, let me know what you think. Thank you so much. Bye. Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me. I was listening to um, to one of your episodes actually earlier this morning, and I feel like I oh. relate to you on so many levels when it comes to. I feel like you're going through a bit of a process of like finding yourself again, and yeah. you know, doing a lot of that like self work. And I'm very much in the same place and same stage as well. So. I like connecting with others who are on the same wavelength as me. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, I I love that as well, finding people who are at that same stage as you and it's just like an instant click and I love that because not everyone gets it and that's okay, but it's just, you know, it's nice to feel heard. Yeah, find your people. Yeah. Well, why don't you give everyone a little um, little synopsis of what you currently do and kind of what what led you to do what you do now. Yep. So I run an online membership for women called It's In Her Planner. I have been obsessed with the power of planning and the things you can achieve for a really, really long time. Um, And I guess over the years I've achieved some really incredible things when it comes to planning. And I wanted to share that with as many people as possible. Um, I think a lot of people get it mistaken for thinking that I'm going to teach you how to be more productive, but It's In Her Planner is all about actually stripping things back and really finding and figuring out what lights you up and what you want to spend your time doing and slowing down, not adding more to your plate. Um, Mm. For me, I've experienced a lot when it comes to things like burnout and anxiety and, you know, not really feeling like my life was full of things that actually brought me joy. And so after going through the process of, you know, stripping all of that back, I wanted to teach people what was actually 
achievable when you used power, um, sorry, planning to your advantage. So I guess I just challenge women to look at their lives and cultivate a life for them and then working backwards, I guess, to create it and then make it happen through planning. Mm. Let's rewind to about four years ago. Can you give everyone a lowdown on, on what your life looked like back then before you started doing all of this? Yeah, so I've been a police officer with the Queensland Police. Um, it's coming into 11 years now, I think. So about four years ago, I, gosh, was that when I took some time off? Tried to travel around Australia in a camper van and mm. <laughs> run my business at the same time. Um, I'd also started an e-commerce business called Canvas, where I actually created physical planners because so I could never mm. find one that had all of the things that I really valued. And that's, you know, for me, financial freedom is a big one. Um, so mm -hmm. budgeting, it was about goal setting um, and really being intentional with the things that you were practicing every day. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's where the idea of Canvas came from. And I guess for me, I needed something outside of my job that really lit me up and inspired me and was filling mm -hmm. my cup up. So that's what that did. But it also led to burnout because, as you know, running a business is not as easy as it appears on the outside. I was like, oh, how hard can it be? No. And then I found out. Most definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> so what was it like being... Yeah, of course. What was it like being a police officer? And was that was that always something that you wanted to do growing up? No, I I really did fall into it. Um, I'd been traveling around mm -hmm. Europe for a year, came back about ten kilos heavier, full of beer and uh, <laughs> all the schnitzels and yeah, um, yeah, the food. Zero regrets for any of it. But um, I kind of wondered where to next for me because I had a you know my previous background was in real estate property management and things like that so out of curiosity I looked at the Queensland Police website and I thought what an interesting job you know there's a really good mixture between being out on the road and um and paperwork and you can travel and there's so many different positions so I really did apply on a whim and I got through and before you knew it I was at the academy being like Oh shit! What have I got myself into here? <laughs> but it is a job that, over the last ten years, has really—sorry oh, to get deep—but it has really kind of stripped me of, um, you know, who I was, or maybe not stripped me. I'm just a very different person now, and I have always—I've never wanted to lose the parts of me that I really valued you know I didn't want to ever lose my empathy I didn't ever want to be able to put myself in other people's shoes and um you know it is hard to stay gentle in um in a world that feels like when you see how you know horrible it can be every day mm -hmm. and eventually yeah it's just gotten to a point that it feels really unsafe for me now I don't enjoy doing it um it really actually scares me um the risks mm. that police officers sort of have to put themselves in front of every day and i i really do take my hat off um 
to the people who put their hand up and, and do it willingly. But I kind of am at the point now where I just, I'm like, I can't do that anymore. And I feel like my passions and the things that light me up and are going to make me happy just aren't there anymore. So, yeah. How long was the period between when you started to recognize you were feeling like this and it didn't feel like safe for you to be in that environment to the point where you fully accepted and, you know, made actions to, to kind of step away? Uh, probably about this time last year. Um, and I took mm. some time off work. Yeah, I think it was June or July last year. Um, I took some extended leave. And I cannot tell you what that has done for my mental health. It's just been really mm. nice um, to not sort of be in front of those types of jobs every day. Um, yeah, so I'd say about 12 months ago, but it has been probably longer than that if, if I really think back to it. Um, mm. But being able to sort of take a step back, I think you need the space to be able to do that. You can't sort of yeah. look at your life from that point of view without having that break or the time away. Yeah. And is it a type of industry that makes that decision hard because of what people within the industry will think of that decision? Yeah, potentially. But I also stopped giving a fuck about what people thought nice. a really long time ago. <laughs> so nice. I'm like, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. I love that. So I also would love to know, like, if there's anything we need to know about your childhood and how you grew up that kind of puts into context who you are now. Um, oh, gosh. I guess I was, I was always a very extroverted kid. Mm. Um, I had wanted to be an actress from the day I could speak, probably. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, give me a stage to perform for people and I was yeah. up there doing it. <laughs> um, but I was very much, I was a very sporty kid, but I also had that artistic and, um, you know, really creative side, I think. So, yeah, I am an overachiever. I like to be the best at anything that I do. I hate failing at things. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that has therefore translated into my adult life. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely working on those perfectionist tendencies. Mm -hmm. And I'm also learning that I am my only competition. And it's actually okay to suck at some things. In fact, I quite enjoy now finding something and being like, oh, there's a weakness and if it's something I want to be better at um I enjoy the process of mm. of getting better at that like I started CrossFit um maybe like 18 months two years ago now yeah and it's crazy looking back at the videos from when I started because it's one of those things that it's it's all very measurable right like something that mm. you literally couldn't like a number that you couldn't lift or a skill that you couldn't do the more you practice it, the more you implement it into your routine and your daily life, when you get to the point where you then achieve it, I think that's such a nice feeling. And I oh, guess yeah. that, that's what I'm trying to translate into the membership. But there's certain things that it's actually hard to um, really measure the outcomes from it. Like when I say we focus a lot on our well-being, 
it's really hard to measure your progress when it comes to your well-being until you catch yourself yeah. in your thought patterns i guess and be like oh that would have actually bothered me 12 months ago and now i'm just totally unfazed by it or mm. do you know what i'm saying like your, your thought processes yes, how you feel about things how you respond to things um mm. i love that we are working on these tiny little habits and these tiny routines that you probably don't feel it at the time but they do add up in in the long term yeah I feel like that's kind of where I'm at now because I've just you know I've, I've recognized certain responses and reactions I have to things um but it's been such small changes in such a short period of time that it's hard to see the results and if it's hard to see the results yourself then of course, it's going to be really hard for anyone else to look at you and be like, oh, wow, they've really changed, which is obviously not the reason we're doing it in the first place. But it's it just puts into perspective how hard it is to see these little these little changes. Um, but I, I love that idea that over time you can look back and be like, you know, that would have sent me off the rails last year, but now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like yeah. really, it's an, an encouraging um thing to think about yeah and especially when you get to a point I don't I catch myself all the time being like I'm really fucking proud of myself for being here right now you know and the things that I'm doing and my life feels really full of good things um and that's not to say that I don't have my moments and we all do that's just mm. life but it feels really rewarding when you can start to see those actions sort of pay off for you Mm. I'd love to know what self-worth means to you personally and how you would define that. I think self-worth to me is accepting all parts of yourself. Um, I'm someone that experiences anxiety and depression and I've been medicated now for a little bit for that. And for a long time, I was really apprehensive or worried about how that would be perceived by other people um and especially because i had assumed for a really long time that people would be like well if you're practicing what you preach shouldn't you just be happy all of the time but self-worth to me is how i feel about myself and how i value myself and how i honor that like if i don't honor the promises that I've made for myself, then I don't, I'm not really giving myself the best opportunity to sort of thrive in my mm -hmm. environment. Um, it's honoring, yeah, I guess what I know to be true for me um, mm -hmm. and not really taking on anybody else's expectations or mm -hmm. what should or shouldn't be done. Yeah. Was there a point that you remember where you realized that things needed to change and you kind of started this journey of of accepting yourself and you know building that self-worth um i think definitely there was a point um at work where i really just felt like i had been stripped of all all of that and i doubted myself i guess across every element and it was a real catalyst for me wanting to start canvassed um, and mm -hmm. why it is female driven because i think at the time 
I was surrounded by men who were telling me that I wasn't good enough and and all the rest of it. And I thought I need, it came from a really selfish place. I need something that's going to remind me every day how powerful, how capable, how worthy and how fucking awesome I am. (laughs) And I love planning. Can we put those two together and can it help other women as well? So I guess that was a real, yeah, turning point for me. And it also made me realize that I just genuinely think that if there is something that you want to do, there's not much that's going to hold you back from doing it. If you love it Mm. and if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. Um, But I guess one thing that I have realized is you don't need to drive yourself into the ground in the the process. There's a much healthier way to go about it. Yeah. So what does balance look like for you? Yeah, so it's prioritizing myself before my to-do list. Um, I've realized that if I put my to-do list um, before looking after myself, I just never, I'm never coming forward as like the best version. So for me, prioritizing my movement is really, really important to me. And then not overloading my plate or trying to give myself too much to do. Some days, and I'm still guilty of it, I will get to the end of the day or the end of my to-do list for that day and think, oh, well, if you finish, then add something else, add more. And it really takes a lot of self-control to go, you are done for the day. You can do those Mm -hmm. tasks tomorrow and you schedule them in for, and now you can rest or you can, whatever it may be. I think when you have balance in your life, you just show up as a much happier, fulfilled version. Um, and mm-hmm. I've got in the membership, I've got a few mums as well, and they are notorious for putting themselves last. And I really yeah. just try and drill into the members that it's like if you put yourself first, it's not selfish. It's actually allowing um, allowing yourself to be the best mum, the, the best co-worker, the best friend that you can be. And I don't think you're giving yourself the best chance if you don't. Mm. Yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah. I'm I'm notorious as well for like my to-do lists and they're just endless. And I instead of like a daily one, I kind of work by a a weekly because I have um, you know, usually multiple things to edit, which will take multiple days. Um, I'll break it down in a different way. But when I know I've done well for that day but there's more time and say it's like two or three o'clock and I'm at home I'm like I can't just sit here what am I wasting time what am I doing (laughs) like I really struggle to find um time to just exist or if I do have time off and I don't have any work to do or, or if I have like you know Thursdays I have days off um then I'll be like okay I'll go for a run I'll go play tennis. I'll do something active. And I really struggle to just like actually sit still. <laughs> Have you ever struggled with that? <laughs> Always, constantly. <laughs> um, we, I teach this thing inside the membership. It's called Planned Nothing and Fuck It Nothing. And it's a concept um, that Grace Beverly came up with. So Planned Nothing. I love I just, her. You're so much more likely to rest without guilt when it is scheduled in um Mm -hmm. and then fuck it nothing is 
the understanding that sometimes things just don't go to plan, which I think we're really guilty for making ourselves feel bad for as well. You know, if you had planned to edit from 10 till midday, but something else comes up and you get pulled away, we're so bad at that negative self-talk and saying, you're useless, you can't do it, you're not good enough. See, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying, you're confirming all that negative shit that goes on in your head. Um, yeah. But I think by being aware of these things and people think planning is really restrictive. And for me, planning is freedom. Um, it's mm. giving yourself permission to rest when you need to rest. It's saying, you know, it's almost keeping you accountable to to deadlines and things like that, but not in a, not in a toxic way. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if you're not scheduling in that downtime, if you're not allowing yourself fun, really, like, what is life if you're just mm-hmm. stuck to your to-do list every day? It's just, yeah. it's not fun and life should be fun. That's why I started doing my I, my Thursdays off because before, honestly, before this year, I would just work every day. And I mean every day throughout the day. And I had this thing in my head being like, it's fine, I love what I do. It's fine, I love what I do, I can just keep doing it. But I didn't love all of the things that were involved in it. Like, sure, I love my job, but I don't love social media marketing. Like, <laughs> yeah. So just like fully accepting that and forcing myself to have that day off has really helped me. And then I have had a lot of like, fuck it weekends this year where I've been like, my friends are going to the beach, I wanna go to the beach, I'm not gonna work today. Yeah. And just letting go of that like heavy expectation, like nothing's really changed. I'm still getting the work done. I'm just so much happier and like more right. socially fulfilled because I'm condensing those things I need to do into a shorter time frame, still getting them done, but just being better about it. Yeah. And when you realize, oh, that thing that I thought was so important that I had to get done right at that moment, you're like, it can fucking wait. Yeah. It can wait. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, so-and-so hasn't got their photos. They they need them so quick. And then, like, I'll message them being like, so sorry. It's just going to be, like, a week. And they're like, oh, that's so quick. Like, I don't even need them yet. Like, it's so fine. <laughs> just this thing in my head being like, you need to be the quickest and the best. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. No one gets to the end of their life and, you know, has someone reading their eulogy out being like, God, she pumped through a to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like. She was a great friend. She, you know, she was yeah, always thoughtful. Yeah. The ball of fun. So, so. No one gets a yeah. reward at the end of their life for being a productive, <laughs> productive yeah. human. She had a good paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm also wondering how you deal with comparison and the tendency to measure your self-worth against others in either in personal life or in business um and that can be either now or you know back in the police force as well yeah i am i made a really um intentional habit of unfollowing anyone toxic on social media mm-hmm. that was a really big one i also what would be toxic only really try um Oh, God, where do I start? I think social media, like, there's a lot of toxic shit on social media. I've I've taken the piss a couple of times because there's a lot of, like, hashtag coaches out there 
that are Ooh, like, yeah. here's why your life sucks and why I can teach you how to be like a perfect human being and, yeah. a, and like financially cripple people in the process. I have such, it grinds my gears so bad because I'm like, first of all, like what qualifications do you have? And, Zero. and secondly, it's, it's yeah, to, to criticize and, and blame people for the positions they're in and come, come at it from a really like a tacky. It's aggressive. You suck and, and here's how I can help you. Um, mm. It just rubs me the wrong way. Um, who else would there be? Um Like anyone who comes up on my profile who's like trolly or negative, I don't even engage. It's just like block, yeah. see you later. Um, it's all yeah. that like in the back of your mind stuff that you have to be really conscious of and aware of. You know, if you start to compare yourself, if you start to think like why are they so successful and I'm not, um, and then just choosing to surround myself with people who like want me to thrive and want me to mm -hmm. succeed and are like, my hype people as much as I'm theirs. Um, yeah. That's been a really big thing for me. I've cut a lot of people out of my life in the last few years, I would say. It's been a bit of a process who just don't add value to it yeah. um, because, again, it's like do you really want to go through life feeling shit around the people that you spend time with or do you mm -hmm. want to be around people who make you feel good? yeah such a huge thing about self-love and self-acceptance is honoring the boundaries that you have set because i feel like um as i've been kind of going through this this year i've realized that there have, cert have been certain situations or things that have been said or whatever it is and i immediately know i shouldn't accept this and yet the first thing I do is not honor those boundaries and I'm just like I'll just let it go I'll just like let it pass and let this stay in my life and it builds up to this really like toxic feeling of like it's really you're not putting yourself first um have you had any times where you've had to set boundaries or make decisions that aligned with your self-worth even if they were difficult or unpopular yeah, I went through a breakup recently. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the time people don't, they're not doing it in a malicious way. It doesn't make them a bad person. And sometimes those decisions are really hard to make. But if you, you really have to listen to, like, is this something that I want for myself? How I'm feeling right now, is that something that I'm willing to accept? Or do I have to make this tough decision that will benefit me long term? Um, and yes, it might suck for a little while, but I just, you know, for me, and it might be different, but I really had to listen to what my gut was telling me. Um, and yeah, I don't want to downplay how difficult those decisions are. But what I can say is that you will be rewarded for it down the track. Um, mm -hmm. And it will make sense at some stage, even though it is it is difficult at first. And I'm kind of, I love to just embrace when those decisions come along and when you feel like you reach adversity and things are tough and I go like, okay, 
fucking challenge accepted. How are we how are we doing this? What are we moving mm-hmm. forward with? And it this it's almost when I thrive the most. Um because I really knuckle down on those um, habits and routines that serve mm-hmm. me because I'm like, I'm the only one that I'm answering to right now. Yeah. Like yeah. I am going to be the person that I spend the rest of my life with. I'm going to be damn sure that I focus on what's best for me. Yeah. How did you go about finding what those habits and boundaries and things were that would best serve you long term? trial and error and I think that's the that's like the fun mm. it's the fun part like for me I talk about um CrossFit and I think for other people that would be their worst fucking nightmare <laughs> but if CrossFit isn't your thing don't do CrossFit if it's pole dancing if it's bloody mm. rollerblading like find your thing find your passion and then that's because that's where your people are as mm. well you know if it's a book club Whatever it is, I think mm-hmm. the trial and error and the figuring it out is is half the fun. Mm. Yeah. I guess I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has money impacted your mental health and day-to-day life? I am such a big money. <laughs> Me too. I love a budget. I froth a budget. It's like... Yeah. And people say I'm, like, driven by money. I'm not driven by money. I just, for me, financial freedom is such a big focus. Um, Mm -hmm. It allows you to do the things that you are passionate about instead of feeling like you are chained to something that doesn't actually bring you happiness. It allows you to cultivate a life because at the end of the day, we all have fucking bills to pay. But being across your money and setting goals for yourself and prioritizing so for me like physical things and stuff is like so low on my list of like things that are important to me owning my house and not having debt and not relying on credit cards are my values and it has seen me get myself into a really good position with my money and it means that I can now explore things that truly do light me up so I'm really big especially inside the membership um Mm -hmm stop letting your money control you and start getting control of your money because it just gives you so much more freedom what are the some of the most common um i want to say mistakes or just things that people don't realize around money um that can become a source of power for them um this is an interesting one we do like full reviews of um your money in the membership i think people Ooh. really just start to well they ignore their bad money habits yep. so they just choose not to even look at it um mm-hmm. and they they keep tapping away knowing full well that they have no idea where their money goes every pay like i know where every cent of my pay goes and the reason for that is because i have goals that i'm trying to reach um And I think that's where a lot of people fall down. If you don't set goals for yourself or figure out like, what do I want to achieve? Even if it's like, I want to go to Europe next year and I'm going to need X amount, at least set that target or that goal for yourself so you don't pay for the whole trip on a fucking credit card. And you can say like, I saved for this. I worked hard and I come home and I'm ready to go again. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, yeah, not being aware of where their money actually goes. Yeah. What does that process look like where you kind of work through that with them? 
the whole thing in the membership is we don't do things in a way that makes you feel overwhelmed because I know that looking across all of these pillars that we work on, it is easy to be like, oh my God, this is a lot. So we actually do it in really small, manageable chunks. So one week mm -hmm. it might be like, go through your bank statements and make a note of, you know, what direct debits you have coming out. People sometimes wouldn't know. I had a... <laughs> I did it with an old housemate of mine and she didn't realize she was paying for like Tinder Platinum for over 12 months. Oh, it was my paying goodness. something like $30 or $40 a month, which doesn't seem no. like a lot, but across a year, it's like you've spent hundreds of dollars uh, on a Tinder like subscription. Oh, so it's such trash, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we really just go, okay, like how much are you earning? We need a percentage of that for an emergencies account some savings, some splurge. And then we look at like your living expenses and it's like, are you living within your means? Are you spending mm -hmm. too much on things like insurances, um, gym memberships? Like let's cancel what we can cancel, reduce mm -hmm. what we can reduce so you can stick within those percentages and you're not actually missing out on the things that you value still. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. I did an episode recently on money things and I'm like, I, cause I used to be one of those clueless people. Like when I went to Europe, I had two credit cards. I had 10 grand of debt on those. And I just like tap, tap, tap. Like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll work out. No plan on how it'll work out, but she'll be right. <laughs> and now I'm so the opposite, which, um, I love, but the, the, it can seem, I, I get it because it is so daunting from the outset. It's like, it's too much of a job to even delve into. So I'm not even going to bother. So I love that you break it down into like little sections each month. So it, it isn't so much of like an overwhelming task. Yeah. It, that's, and that's what it's all about. It's about taking the overwhelm away and having someone like me being like, just one thing this week, that's all we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You're going to call your mobile phone provider and mm -hmm. see if you're getting the best value for money. Like, and little stuff like that over the course of a few months and a year really, really adds up. And it's probably one of the things that I get the most feedback for. A lot of the members are like, I wouldn't have done half of this shit if I wasn't told to inside yeah. the membership. Because it does, it helps so much. And these are all just things that I've applied in my own life that I'm like, let's just share it with everyone else. But we do it in a really structured way. Yeah. So the whole the whole planner and everything is that basically a just an amalgamation of things that you've done yourself and found have worked and you want to provide to everyone else. Yeah, so it really is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm, that. and I'm doing it along with you because one another yeah. thing I say all the time is these things aren't something you do once and you never have to do again. It's like this rotating door of tasks that some of the things you might only touch on yearly some you might do every quarter um but the thing that i love about the membership is i'm doing it with you and i'm doing it with all the members so everyone kind of comes together and they're like you know say for example one of our space tasks was to clean out their fridge we have like little jokes about what was the oldest thing or the crustiest oh thing you gosh. found in your fridge or what was the expiry date? And it's just nice that because someone might be like, oh, I do not want to clean out my fridge. And then someone yeah. shares a before and after and they're like, 
that looks Ooh. fucking good. Yeah. I'm going to do mine. So it's inspiring for others as well. You know what I'm going to do after this podcast? Clean <laughs> <laughs> out my fridge. Oh, I love that. I would also love to know because they, like, when you break it down like that, it does so, seem like such a small thing. But can you share a story from someone who's in there that, these small things have added up to such a huge life change. Yeah, God, I don't know where to start. So we've had, um, we've had people pay for weddings. We've had, you know, a lot of the girls have bought properties um, on oh their gosh. own, which is yeah. like such a sick. I'm like, yes, Play. girls, get it. <laughs> um, Laura refinanced her home loan the other day, which she was like, I would never have even thought about doing that if you didn't tell like tell me that it's something I should look into. And she's like, and now my monthly repayment starts with an eight and not a nine. Like um, someone else said recently, they sent me a screenshot. They're working with another um, professional. She sent me a screenshot of their conversation where she said, um, I just blurted out the other night that like I love myself, which I would never do. And it's just there's so many moments like that where for me I'm just like I'm so fucking proud of that this is what I'm helping to create for people. Um, yeah. You know, achieving a money goal is awesome. You know, getting to a point where you're back squatting a PB is also awesome. But yeah. learning to love yourself and like, waking up inspired and happy and surrounded by other women all doing the same like that's it's just that really so cool. cool it is really cool yeah <laughs> have you had any like big aha moments yourself throughout the creation and the adaptation of this um business that has helped you as well in your personal life um i've definitely pivoted um and changed and um I find my perfectionist tendencies are like oh constantly getting yep. in my way because for me it's like I have I'm very I, I like to think that I'm approachable I'm down to earth I'm fair um and I get so much conflicting advice from people to be like know your worth and charge people this and blah 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 but I'm like but my values are like giving people something that's accessible and not out of reach and I'm trying to help them achieve their financial goals and I can't do that if I'm charging them thousands of dollars like other people mm. I'm like here's here's something that I think is really fair accessible um it works and there's yeah. some incredible people in there and so I've priced it in a way that, you know, it might be my undoing because people are like, if it's so cheap, what do I really get out of it? But I'm like, you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars to get something out of a program. Yeah. Um, I mean, sorry. it's the same as going to Dan's and picking out a wine and just expecting the most expensive one to be the best. It's not always the case. No, honestly, <laughs> the best wine I've had is the cheapest wine. Exactly. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true like people who price not on a on a place of um their values but just kind of blindly see what they can get out of people yeah to line their own pockets it sits really doesn't yeah, sit well exactly and i've found myself reevaluating that because i used to work a lot with different coaches and things and i was getting to this point where i was like yeah, this is 
making me money, but it's not fulfilling me. I don't feel good about it. Um, I've like backed away from that side of things and I'm instantly more fulfilled and happy with what I'm doing. Like I, you know, charge less, but it's, what's it all about in the end if it's not all about money? And I've been listening to so many different um, podcasts and things about um, business people who reach that, I think they say it's about 85 k us and you don't get any marginal increase in happiness until about 120k and then after that there's another one at about 300k and then after that it's nothing like you do not get any more happiness and when you think about the amount of work that you would have to put in to create that whatever gap it is is that really worth it Yeah, And I've come to the conclusion that, no, I've got a great life. I've got what I need. And if I'm smart with my money, then I can do everything I want to do. Yeah, we don't need as much as we, we don't need as much as we think we need Mm. at the end of the day. But I also think that if you are, are like fair and relatable and you're giving like people something that they get results from, um, they're going to always come back or they're going to always stay so you're not always having to chase more people after someone's you know if someone invested thousands of dollars with a coach and only ended up being disappointed they're not going to come back no they're not going to work with you again of course and they're probably going to tell their friends what a fucking scam it was and how much money (laughs) they wasted a hundred percent and i have heard multiple of those stories about various different coaches and it just makes me really upset because these are all like young women who are trying to do their own thing and who are a bit lost and in a in a vulnerable spot. Yeah. And they're just being taken advantage of. Yeah. I don't like that. I've learned too many lessons along the way now and I think it take it takes those lessons to realize and maybe it's also an age thing the older that you mm-hmm. get the more you can read through the bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it does. It really it it bothers me that um, there are people sort of preying on others' vulnerabilities mm-hmm. instead of creating somewhere that is, you know, my wins are other people's wins. If mm-hmm. you succeed, that's like that's success for me. Yeah, and I give a fuck about whether or not you know you get that out of mm-hmm. the membership. Yeah. So other than joining the membership what message or encouragement or um you know what can someone actively do if they're currently struggling with their own sense of self-worth or if they feel like things in their life are getting out of control um i would say book yourself a weekend away in an airbnb or a cute little you know cottage by the beach Mm -hmm use your phone as little as possible and spend some time really thinking about what you want your life to look like and what you have to do to get it to that point. Work backwards. Um, Does it mean setting your alarm earlier? Does it mean getting into a really healthy nighttime routine, reading more, drinking more water, spending time or, you know, only committing to 
one social thing a week if it means you know you have to implement these things i would just say spending time alone and really really figuring out what you want your life to look like and then start planning for it Mm. sit down in your planner plan your days out by the hour if you have to if that's mm. you know the position that you're in I love um, doing and that. stick to it make that promise to yourself it is like making a commitment to yourself and honoring it mm. it's so satisfying when you have your days outlined and it's just so clean and you, you're realistic it about off. it and you get it done <laughs> i just love that um do you have a morning or nighttime routine I go to the gym every morning, most mornings. Um, so that's like, I don't really add much else onto my plate because I, I already find it hard enough to get up in mm -hmm. the morning. Especially <laughs> now that it's getting colder. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely gym in the morning. And then I, after sort of my gym sessions, I have a little coffee debrief with, um, with a friend or friends, which I feel like is just a really nice start to my day. Mm -hmm. And then my nighttime routine is I always read before bed and I always have like a little meditation on mm -hmm. and my bags slash clothes are always set out for the mm -hmm. morning. So it's like I have everything ready. I don't need to think about it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like the smallest of things. Every mm -hmm. other night I might do a little self-care routine after I get out of the shower, but the big ones are just reading and meditating and having everything yeah. ready for the next day, which does something to your brain. There's like a chemical that's like, I'm a fucking adult. I'm ready. Look at me go. I am ready. Nothing is in my way. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. I love that. I have a saying, a similar thing, you know, always have my bag, my gym bag there and I have my clothes laid out. What I'm going to wear, I make sure it's like something that I love. I'm going to feel good. Oh, in. <laughs> yeah. I get really excited. I love it. It's, and I actually, I have before you speak coffee every morning and I literally like even days I will drive into my driveway after the day's done or if I'm just like going into bed and I get so excited to just drink this thing in the morning and it's such a <laughs> simple thing, but if you can just like create a routine that makes you excited to wake up, right. then that alarm is like not even a thing anymore. It's just like, oh yes, I'm up, yeah. let's go creating a life that you're excited about i will say sundays are like my favorite day because i it's mm -hmm. my planning day i book in my classes for the week i wash my mm -hmm. sheets i water my plants oh. I back, like i make sure my space is set for the week it's like a I'll reset do some meal day. prep so i don't have to cook every night it's like it's the best feeling and oh i wouldn't gosh, i, I wouldn't do life. that if i didn't plan yeah okay i need to do this that sounds like the best day ever <laughs> Yeah, I would say create a Sunday reset list as well, like the things that you want yeah. to do for a Sunday reset. It's the greatest. Amazing. Oh, I'm so going to do that. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to chat about? No, I think without like overloading yeah. <laughs> with the information, there's been just like some really good things for people to implement. If they're not like big planners or they've never planned before. There's definitely yeah. some stuff in there. And I, I share a lot as well on my Instagram of just little things that if you're like, I'm going to give that a go or I'm going to try that. Um, yeah. Well, I'll leave all the links below, but if you could just share what your Instagram is, if there's a website, anything at all that you can just pimp yourself out and let everyone know where to find you. <laughs> I love that. 
Um, <laughs> yes. So the website is itsinherplanner.com.au and Instagram is at itsinherplanner. So keeping it Easy. simple. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Emma. I love this you. chat. It's motivated me to get a few things in line. Things that people, it's not just things people are ignoring, it's things that they just would never do. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm sure there's so many things like that, like cleaning out the bloody fridge that yeah. will just set your life on like the best track to be um, not only like organized and, you know, productive, but also like aligned with your values and, and who you want to be and direct you on the right path in life. So it's really cool what you're doing. I'm super grateful to have this chat. Um, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're so welcome. The gratitude is returned. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And everyone, just go follow on Instagram. I'll drop all of the links in the show notes as well um, so you can stay up to date with all of the things. Bye. 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 <laughs>